What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Iron Money Podcast. This is your host, Donnie Tudal. I'm sitting here today with Danny Anderson, one of my clients for the last two years. Danny, introduce yourself, my man. Um, my name is Danny Anderson, and I'm from Mal City, Montana. And I just recently moved up here to Kalispell to live with Donnie and train up here and work up here. So, so in high school, you were all state football. And you wrestled early on in life. You played some hoop, all that type of stuff, did some track. But you were primarily a football player and a gym rat. How did you get in the weight room in the first place? Um, I got like a – I can't – I got like a, a bench in my basement. And then I did like – I benched probably four days a week. And then I did arms probably every day. So I did the, the, <laughs> I did the bro split for probably two – for three years and then I got pretty serious about like probably my sophomore year and then I started strictly training for powerlifting my last March. See that's crazy you did bench four days a week because you still have kind of a trash ass bench. How'd that happen? <laughs> Because I only uh, bench one time a week now. <laughs> yeah, I screwed you up. Why? I screwed you up. Yeah, you fucking fucked me one time bench a week. Your mom's probably listening to this. I'm going to put explicit on here. <laughs> I didn't swear first, for the record. Oh, that's funny. So, um, what made you decide to do your first meet? Like, did you do that Montana High School meet? Was that the first one you did in Helena? Or did you come out here and do the May one? Was that your first one? No, I did the the... What is it? The Winter Warfare? Oh, okay. That's right. That's I did right. the Winter Warfare, and I mostly started, like, my, an old football coach, his name was Mr. Essex. He was, like, he mentioned it to me, and I always had, like, a strong bench, obviously, because I used to bench four or five times a week, <laughs> <laughs> and then, obviously, my squat wasn't the best and then my deadlift was okay so he was just like you should you should try this out so I jumped on I think it was a I bought this program on Ryan Dangler's um just his like power building program Mm -hmm. so then I just did that leading up to the meet and then I think I got with Donnie right after that Okay. Okay. So, guys, this is Danny's first time ever seeing a microphone, so he's a little bit nervous. So he's gonna he's gonna relax a little bit here, real quick. He's gonna have a little bit more fun. <laughs> but so you came out, you did that, and then you started with me pretty much immediately after that. And then what was it? June, July, July rolls around, and we went down to fucking Palm Springs. Yeah, yeah that's right. So, yeah. So I get a text message like. I think it's the day before Wayne's and he's like, bro, I'm not going to make it. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And we got like a dozen lifters down here at Palm Springs for Nash for drug, drug tested nationals. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, he was like, Oh, my sister was driving and, and she, she hit a deer and we're like 30 miles from the airport. I was like, Oh fuck dude. So ended up finally making it. And, uh, I, we've been relentless about giving him shit about his sister since then, but <laughs> <laughs> but it's a you know I got to meet his whole family or except except dad, but mom, sister, Danny, um, little brother is a client now, and uh, yeah, that first experience, I mean, is Palm Springs is hot as hell, and I'm like, dude, I'm definitely gonna lose this guy as a client, like 
it's just not going well. Everything kind of fell apart a little bit, did not do what we were expecting to do. I don't think anyone in our group did what the fuck we were supposed to do. And I was just like, fuck me. I'm I'm about, and everyone was like, wow, this was like rough. It was a good learning experience, but everyone came together and, uh, you know, the family, the family environment that we had going down there was a shitload of fun. And I think that kind of made the whole trip like, I mean, to be real, as a competitor, I think we fucking, like, shit the bed a little bit. Um, a couple of us did okay, but for the most part, like, man, I had client, I had, like, a bench-only client just saying, like, yeah, fuck this program. I'm going to do whatever the hell I feel like for, like, six <laughs> weeks, six weeks out and ended up not doing what we were supposed to. I had two other clients that had a little, not injuries, but I think they kind of checked out maybe a little bit. And then it was hot as fucking balls there. Outside and inside. So we're dealing with hydration, trying to get IVs set up, trying to do this, trying to do that. And it was just like, wow, this is a clusterfuck. But we all came together, had fun. <laughs> and then, uh, but you did one more meet after that, right? No, that was my last one. That was the last one. So, yeah. yeah, so we got some redemption. That's right. Yes, it was Cody. Cody did. So you've been training your ass off since last July. You're about to get back on the platform a year later. And, I mean, you're moving numbers right now that, like, for like reps that were pretty damn close to your maxes before. Yeah. So this is going to be, this is going to be a pretty good showing. How are you feeling coming in? I mean, you're, you're like four or five weeks out right now from your meet. I think it's, I think it's five weeks. And then I was supposed to compete at, um, what was it, the one mission throwdown? Oh, that's right. That's, that's that right. Was, I was living in Wyoming then yeah. for work. And I literally had to, tr- the, I lived in probably the smallest town you could freaking even imagine. <laughs> and so the closest gym was 45 minutes away. And that it that was a shitty-ass gym. Like, you couldn't even deadlift in there. I had to go from, like, the rec center, which was the, I think it was Buffalo High School or some, something like that. And I had to deadlift there. And then I had to do, like, I had to go back to this other gym and do my accessories there. And then you could bench and squat there, but it, it all it had was those octagon plates. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't deadlift there. And then it that's just, right. And it was the smallest gym ever. And then, <laughs> and then I got sick of it. And then I spent like two grand, I think on a storage unit and then a bunch of just gym equipment. And I mean, you could like, you could barely, you couldn't squat and deadlift at the same time. That's how small it was. And <laughs> oh, it was, yeah, the winter hit. Yeah, it was. Oh, my God. I'd have to lift in three or four sweatshirts, probably two pairs of sweats, because oh the, the wind would come up over the door, and it just, it was the same temperature it was outside. And <laughs> if you ever lived or lived in Wyoming, it's, it's absolutely awful during the winter. That's right. So you did your whole prep in this cold ash storage unit and yeah. then your flight got fucked up, right? Oh, yeah. they canceled your flight. Yeah, that was the, like, the, Oh my only, God. That was the days where Legion, no, I can't even, it was United where oh, I man. guess all their computers went down. So then I went from, I drove an hour and a half to Casper. That flight got canceled. So then I rebooked it, got a hotel in Casper and then I got a text that night saying, your flight's been canceled. So I was like, shit. So then I went on the app and then it said, You're the only flight to Kalispell is in Laramie. And that was three hours. So I booked that, but that was at seven in the morning. So I got up at like three, drove to Laramie. And then that, 
that got canceled. So then they're like, <laughs> you just want to drive to Denver? I was like, I might as well just drive to Kalispell at that point. So then I just, I just scrapped it. And Jesus Christ. Yeah. That, I forgot that. That was a shitty deal, but. So a whole prep. That's right. I was like, man, it's been like a year. That's that's been a long time. That was funny, not funny. So the whole prep, and that was kind of the last straw for you. After that, it was kind of like I knew I was going to get you to move here at that point. I was like, Dude, yes, I we was... could control your, we could control everything. The meets are here. The training's here. Yes. This is you know the best powerlifting gym that you can get into. And shit, Montana, North Dakota, Wyoming, whatever. Yes. Like we'll throw down. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna get some angry text yeah, messages. Like, yeah, you got a problem with me saying that? Like, we can still square up on the platform whenever you want. Um, but and now you've had a full prep. <laughs> Things are moving good. I mean, you're moving excellent, actually. Like your form fell apart previously, but I think I mean we've seen it with Cody. We've seen it with you. You know, you get a year and a half, two years into this program, and that's where your your form and technique at those higher percentages really start showing through. And considering you're 19. And you're putting this time in now, like, Jesus, man, like, it's going to pay dividends, especially when we take next steps and, like, you know, get you really dialed on nutrition, get you really dialed on everything. You're going to see huge, huge improvements just from the, the groundwork that you've put in already. And, you know, what's what's amazing is starting a career in dirt work, like running, running um, heavy equipment, things like that, laying pipe. And then utilizing network to move all the way across the state and find a comparable job or a job that's probably going to give you a higher ceiling potentially long term, especially if you're looking at starting your own business and gives you the setting to train in and gives you the like literally hands on coaching the whole the whole shebang. I mean, that, that's a huge commitment for somebody as young as you to make, you know, for your entire life, for the, for the passion that you got going on. Like, what was that like? What was that thought process like for you saying, you know, yeah, fuck it. I'm gonna move across the state, stay with a guy I've met twice in his crazy ass roommate and, uh, go to work. Um, just like, um, just meeting Donnie and just being up here in Kalispell every once in a while for like the meets. And then, um, I was up here a couple of times for baseball and I just, I just loved it. And then, just I moved to Wyoming. I hate I hated it there. Like <laughs> it just just Were there was any women not, in Wyoming? Hell no. No women. Hell no. Are there women straight, in straight cowgirls. They're straight cowgirls. What's wrong with cowgirls? They don't lift. You gotta you gotta get, uh, you so gotta get a gym baddie. There's, there's, there's okay, that. gym baddie. So he's yeah. got a gym baddie application out there, ladies yeah, and gentlemen. Yeah. So, so like, what what's your typical like what's what's your go to? I mean, let the ladies know. What like what is your you know, what do you like in a woman? If you can, if you can bench a plate and aren't like, yeah, if you can bench a plate and you just squat a considerably amount of weight and you're mm-hmm. not like, not like the gym girls that do like the quarter squats. Yeah. The quarter squats. Yeah. Does your sister quarter squat? No, she can probably, she can probably full rep a squat. How does or it get feel? How does it feel being like the third strongest child in your family? Yeah. I don't know what it is. Both. Both Garrett, Caitlin. Caitlin's built like a freaking brick shit house. What happened to you? I don't know. I think like I got flat feet and it just screwed my legs up so bad. And Garrett, Garrett's he's built like a freaking. I don't know how you were all state as a corner. That just shocks me. Yeah, I don't know either. But your sister's literally stronger than you, though. No, she, I mean, 
Maybe, maybe if she's training for a while. But you, you know who we need to get on the platform is Mama Bear. She'd kick ass. She would. She'd she, do good. She's got some fire there. She got some power too. She when when I was younger, dude, and she would spank me. That shit still hurts <laughs> to this day. I still flinch whenever she gets close yeah, to me. Yeah, kind of kind of gives a little little wing back. So let's let's transition that. That's a great opportunity right here. Will Smith just slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. What do you think about like? What do you think about that? Oh, this honestly, like. First off, do you think it was fake? Do you think that was staged? No, that I think that was real. But you think it was real? Okay. Will Will's a, Will Smith is a straight clown because I don't know the whole drama, but I think I seen the thing where. Um, Jada is his wife. Yeah. And how she was saying like that she cheated on him and like like didn't like that was the only time she was happy and stuff. Like like if you're if you're with a, a girl that cheats on you, like you're a you're a damn fool. Like I don't care if like I just I just I don't care. I can never be with a girl that cheats on me. Like that's that's the last straw. Like so Probably gonna get some hate get. for it, but you're a fool if you stay with the girl that cheats on you, and then to stand up for her like that's just that's just sad as hell for Will. I feel like I think I think that's just sad. I mean, we could definitely go on a whole different tangent, but when somebody speaks up and talks shit to you, do you think it's okay to lay hands on them? Mm. This is controversial, by the way. This is a, this is a good question. I mean, I'm kind of, I'm, a, I'm kind of a lover, not a fighter, so I'm not really. I am too, but if somebody walked by and like, he's like, "Hey, your girl's got a fat ass. I want to play with that," or something like that, or like, slap your girl's ass on the way by you. <laughs> no, Are I mean, you just gonna let that happen? No, that's that's definitely hands on sight, but okay. I don't, I don't know really. It, it depends on the situation. I, I think it's so funny, like, man, like when I was growing up, and especially like when our parents were growing up. Fuck. <laughs> You say something stupid to somebody, you're going to get the shit slapped out of you. Like, I remember, probably shouldn't tell this story, but uh, I was in college at a party and this dude said something fucking stupid to me. Um, I think it was about my mom, but it was like over the top. And I open hand slapped him in the face (laughs) and literally was like, don't ever talk about my mom again. He was like, all right, you know, I fucked up. Yeah. And it was good. And we moved the fuck on. We actually became friends. I didn't know this guy at that point. Like, just too far of a joke. But I swear to God, if you did that today, oh my fucking God. Like, sometimes I really believe, like, people are, uh, people have no fear. People will say whatever the hell they want to somebody because there are no repercussions because people sit here and talk shit on social media all day and just troll people. Mm-hmm. Like, Hunter Henderson's a great fucking example. Okay. Hunter is a fucking stud. I care, but she's also the nicest, probably, no, not even probably. I think Hunter Henderson is one of the nicest women that I have ever met in my life. Oh, I, about the whole peeing thing? Well, yeah, yeah but there's constantly that. guys just talking. I mean, we could talk about the, you know, pissing on the platform, which is not intentional. I think some of the girls are now like purposely doing purposely doing like, oh, yeah, fucking sweat. Like, well, first off, you're dealing with 225 pounds on the bar. Like, <laughs> she's dealing with a 600-pound squat. You're not the same. But – not to make fun of the situation of the actual, you know, issue, but I think some people are just trying to like, you know, clout, get clout from it. But we got men and women openly talking shit to this girl, and I guarantee you, they would never say this shit to her face because if she got mad, and made the decision to, or not even got mad, if she made the decision to square up with you, like you would fucking lose. I don't want to fuck with Hunter, Hell like. No. <laughs> 
Like, good no. lord. Um, I don't know anybody who would, but people aren't gonna say this shit. And then, but people, you know, get in the get in the habit of saying shit online, saying shit, you know, however the fuck they feel like. And trust me, there's a lot of shit that I I'd love to say. Like, good lord, I've I've got a lot better at it. I still do it sometimes, but trust me, there's so much shit I would love to put out there publicly about my ex-wife, and I just have to like swallow yeah. it. And and uh but there's just no repercussion for anything. So I love it that Will Smith walked up and slapped the shit out of Chris fucking rock. I still think it was fake. But yeah, I mean, you guys, I personally think you got to stand the fuck up for yourself. Like, you don't have to be a pinata. You don't have to be somebody's personal, like, fucking punching bag. I think that's bullshit. I love the fact that he stood up for himself. I don't know. Like, if he made the decision to work it out with his wife and all that... That's between them, but at that point, like that's him and his wife. So he's got to stand up for himself and his family. But I just think we're in such a fucked up time where like you, you know, everything that happens to you, you just gotta take it on the chin. But if you say anything back, oh my god, like what what an aggressive person. Like what a piece of shit. Like, did you did you hear what he just said about my wife's pussy? Like <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Like, there has to be a line that has to be respected. And if it's not respected, you should have some form of, I mean, if it's a bitch slap in the face, all right. Like, sometimes that's what it takes. And people are like, oh, you can never be physical. Like, well. Sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes that's what it takes. And, I mean, everyone wants to be a fucking, everyone wants to be a badass until it comes time to do what badasses do. And sometimes that's slapping the shit out of someone for disrespecting you. And, or your parents. Um <laughs> Or your wife or your kids or what the fuck ever. But I would love to see more, not out of hand, out of line, but I would love to see people stand up for themselves in a more constructive, I will not take your shit manner. And if it takes someone like Will Smith slapping the shit out of Chris Rock to start that movement a little bit, I don't see anything wrong with that personally. But there's a lot of a... (laughs) That's that's probably going to be about as as controversial as like pissing on a platform or you know fucking abortion. I don't know. People seem to have very strong opinions about different shit these days. But what a you know moving forward from wow that was a that was a rant. Moving forward from Will Smith and Chris Rock. Who's funnier, Will Smith or Chris Rock? Definitely Chris Rock. Girl, really, grown ups. Really, that movie that movie goes so hard. That shit is so funny. That's fucking funny. Have you seen uh, Have you seen Big Kids? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it's called Big Kids. Um, like they they wreck their dad's fucking drone and they gotta like walk to the mall. <laughs> Bro, it no, is I've the most hood rat ass uh, <laughs> grown ups. I think it's grown. No, I don't know. I'll show you later. It is the most hood rat movie. It's so fucking funny. Like crying hysterically. Um, but moving forward from that, like, what are your goals with this meet, and what are your goals after this meet? Definitely, I really, like, I need to hit 400 dots. Like, it's not, like, that's a huge goal. Like, I just feel like 400 dots is just, like, it kind of puts you above above a lot of people. Just Especially at 19 years old. Yeah, I just. What are you at currently? Oh, uh, like, I think it might be 349, but it's it's super low. Because I think, I think my, my best meet was my first ever meet, actually. But no, because I only squatted like three. I'm in 18, 19. Well, you weren't when you started, were you? 
We're looking him up on Open Powerlifting. Oh, I was still at UT. Did you go Daniel Anderson or Danny? Daniel. 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 There we go. 181. It has, it has me as in California, though. Yeah, you competed in California. Oh. This is also mixed up, so we need to message these guys. But your best is... Let's see, that ain't right. 18, 19. So your best dots is three forty seven. Yeah. Okay, three forty seven. I mean, actually, you're gonna get pretty goddamn close this meet, Ben. You're a lot. Yeah. You're improved a lot. I just, here. yeah, I just, I don't know what my, I don't know what I'm topped out at for squat. So I haven't, I haven't touched above four, and that's, I yeah. really want to hit like four twenty five. Yeah, I think you're gonna be arranged on all that for sure. And then hope <laughs> like deadlift i just i feel like i feel like that's really gonna i feel like i really struggled in california with just going a distance and i don't know what it i think it was a nutrition well, thing yeah your just, nutrition was off you had travel you didn't get there early enough mm-hmm. like if i like when i go to kansas city for example i'm competing on sunday i'm probably gonna get there like sunday fucking before do my whole week of shit that's a little excessive but if you yeah. can afford it do it like but if you're competing like, I think you competed on Friday. Yeah, yeah, And you didn't get there until, like, Thursday. Yeah. That also, you can thank my sister for that. <laughs> actually, no. I, it was all, it all worked out. But, I mean, but it didn't for your performance. Like, ideally, no, you would have no. been there Tuesday. And all the stress. The stress. Yeah. Like, that shit just. And that's one of the biggest killers when people go to nationals and worlds. Like, it takes a couple times. Like, my first time at worlds, I damn near bombed out. Mm-hmm. My, then the next big meet that I went to that I traveled for. I have to travel for almost every single meet. LA Fed Expo, I only hit my openers. Um, the next one, North Americans, I actually bombed the fuck out. But I was also making like 50-pound weight cuts. Didn't do shit fucking correctly. Now that I'm doing it better, the next one that I did was Nationals in Texas. That's when I won, won a national championship there. Mm-hmm. Um, but now going to Kansas City, like, yeah, I'm definitely going to go there. I'm going to get an Airbnb. I'm probably going to fly into Tennessee, stay there for a couple weeks, get the humidity down. And then drive to Kansas City a week, a week out. And then from there, you know, do do all of our single, like three sets of one, low percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I weigh in on Saturday, I'll go and do my last workout Friday and then Tuesday. Eat my food there, chill out, acclimate to the humidity there, acclimate to everything we got going on there, see what's going on. But, you know, you didn't have that opportunity. Now that we know some of these things, like that is a huge killer. And then with how fucking hot it was, no IVs, things like that, you know, there, there's things that we learn every single time. And that's how we can just kind of improve as a group. But now we know next time, like, these are the things we're looking for. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we have those tools to succeed. But, you know, starting early, learning those things early, <laughs> and then having a coach through it. And, the, and, and staying with the program for national, like, I've messed up. And I thought, I was like, for the rep maxes and shit, I was just like, I was like, Oh, that's that's not my rep max. Like I definitely could hit this for my rep max, and then I jacked up like twenty pounds. Yeah, and then and then yeah, that's when I see that's the first thing I met you at that or yeah, I saw you at nationals at the hotel lobby, did whatever, and then got back up my room, and then I think you looked at my film because you're doing my openers, and you're like, yeah. why the why the fuck did you jump up twenty yeah. pounds on this lift? 40 pounds on this yeah. lift. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, that's not my rep maxes. I can do this for yeah. that rep max. <laughs> I'm like, motherfucker, this is rep max velocity. I don't yeah. care how much you can hit. So we do things a little different. I learned this from Brandon. Like, we'll do a six rep max, five rep, three rep, two rep, one rep max. But it's not like your actual one rep max. It's a 
predetermined percentage. You hit that for a single or a double or a triple or whatever it is, but you move that fucking thing as fast as you can. And then I take a look at that. And I'm like, all right, Danny could have hit this. It was his one rep max. He could have hit that for three. And I put that into the equation and I look at the two rep max. All right, he could have hit that for four, whatever. And I get an average from six, five, three, two, one. Kind of tells me where his peak, where his peak um, strength is at from a higher volume set being the sixes and the fives to a three, two, one, like where their actual power really is. And I get a very good average from there. You know, he's probably going to be an X number. And then I build out his second and his uh, first attempts based off that peak that I determined for his third attempt. And I mean, shit before that meet, <laughs> I was at like, I don't think, I don't think I had any lifters miss on anything um, that wasn't technical. And then this meet happened and like the hydration and all that type of shit. I think we went like, I think we, I think we went 70% as a group. Nobody went nine for nine. That, that, was, the, that was the first time I've ever missed a lift yeah. in a meet. And I, I didn't even know what to think. And it's just, it's just learning experiences. You know, I bombed out in North Americans. That was a learning thing for me. That's when I was like, all right, well, I'm not cutting anymore. And that's when Brandon was like, I'm not coaching you if you're cutting anymore. I was like, all right, deal. Uh, he's like, if you want to, if you want to weigh 242, you better fucking get down there and live there not not cutting from this but didn't really make that an option he, he was pretty convinced i was sitting 275 but yeah it's, it's a powerlifting is an interesting sport but having the support of your family having the support of your team having the support of your coaches and your just everything it's it's phenomenal so if you had to tell somebody why they should get into powerlifting and why they should get involved with what we're doing at beast athletes what would you tell them i think just you're not going to find, like, obviously, beast athletes, Donnie. He's the best coach, powerlifting coach in Montana and probably, like, surrounding areas that I could think of. And then, like, just beast athletes is just a great gym. Like, you're not going to find a better powerlifting gym anywhere else. And even just the – he just makes it so easy, like, on online. The Because I did the whole online thing for – year or whatever and it just it's it, it works too like it's it's just a great it's just a great way to i don't know how to explain it just it just works if you want to put if you just got to put the work in and just follow your program and it just makes it super easy on your part so and then just the like as the, far as like programs being lined out yeah, or just yeah, the yeah. absorbability or do you think it's a hard, like it's a complex program or it's a simple program? No, it's, it's super simple. It was, it kind of surprised me when I first got my program, how simple it was. I thought it was going to be like, like squat three times a week. Cause I, I was doing that before on this, on this other program I bought I, and that was RPE. And <laughs> so, you know, Don't get me started. yeah, that was RPE. So I'd hit like a, I'd hit singles on that, and then I'd I'd do SPD days. I'd bench three times a week, deadlift once, like that stuff. And then going from that to doing squat, bench, and deadlift once a week, and then shoulder press, it just just surprised me. But, I mean, it, it works for me, and it obviously works for other people. Like, obviously, Beast Athletes has super strong guys, girls, and kind of put, has Montana as like, or beast athletes is like 
just I feel like Montana's best powerlifting group just all around the state, really. If you had to pick the most impactful thing that you've learned with powerlifting and working with the group in general that has carried over to your life and career, what would that be? Just probably focusing on your on your progress and just realizing that you're your own person, like you're different than everyone else. Like you're gonna prog or you're gonna progress faster or slower than somebody else. Like don't don't compare yourself to other people. Like it just it just isn't good for you. And I feel like that that helps a lot to be in just the 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 group. And when you post your film and stuff, like you can hype other people up. And like it's not really a competition in there. It's just like you can see people it's cool to see people progressing especially like like now that my brother's with beast like it's super <laughs> cool because i mean he just used to be like like this kid used to sit in front of the tv and the playstation for i swear like you could not pull him off of it and he used to too. <laughs> like and like we would <laughs> i'd ask my mom i was like he's got to change like he's he's got to be and she's always just like he's going to he's going to and then now like He's honestly like, like he was big. He was bigger. He, I throw the f word around, but he was fat. Like he, he'll say it too. And he is just he slimmed down so much, and he, he's gonna, he's getting so strong. It's insane. Like I, I hate to say it, but he, he's probably stronger than I was at that age, and that's that's saying something because I think I could bench like two eighty five. That was touch and go. I think my junior year i mean his bent garrett's bench is ass right now like i hate to diss on him but his ass is or his bench isn't good right now <laughs> but his deadlift is so good he pulls like probably 425 445 yeah he's, he's a strong little bastard yeah but it's just it's just cool because you see like you can see your family and friends just progress like and the beast athletes is just it's just family no absolutely well, I'm excited to see him kick your ass in May on the platform, so you're going to have to call him daddy soon. Yeah, we are in the same weight class, so. Can't wait. So, right on, brother. I appreciate you coming on. Guys, thanks for listening in. Um, you know, opportunities like this, client spotlights, having the opportunity to sit down and chop it up with somebody who's in here, living it, and especially in a situation like this where they decided to move all the way across the state of Montana, which is, if you lived on the East Coast, I mean, shit, that's like moving six states away. I mean, how many miles was it? 600? Yeah, it was a six or seven hundred miles away. That's a long ways. Um, that, that's huge. And having that insight, having that opportunity to kind of hear what somebody else has to say, hear what their experiences are like, and uh, not even if it's you know that's not even like a oh come be with us thing. Like buying into something bigger than yourself. That's what I love about powerlifting. Buying into something that is so family oriented. Buying into something that while you are competing with that dude across from you, you want them to succeed and you still want to kick their fucking ass, but you want to beat them at their best. And, you know, it's never going to be like, oh, fuck that guy. He hit that. That was bullshit. It's yeah. Fuck. Yeah. He hit that. And now I have to go try and do my best and beat him. Mm-hmm. But y'all are cheering for each other the whole time. And it's, it's just a really, really, really impressive sport. And if you guys have never experienced that, I highly encourage you to. I wish there was more sports that are like that. 
but there's simply there's simply not there's really really not that i can think of that i've ever experienced maybe like maybe olympic lifting i've never experienced that though um you know i think crossfit actually does i i don't <laughs> i'm not a huge fan of crossfit but i am a huge fan of how crossfit athletes seem yeah, to take yeah. care of each other um i love that i adore that um bodybuilding not the fucking same not the oh guy such a ugh. um and it's not the same with football either. Like it's it's pretty much fuck you. <laughs> it really, it really is. Uh, I mean, there there are certain there are certain camaraderies, but everybody in powerlifting. And if you're if you're not like that, like you're kind of a black sheep. You're kind of an asshole in the you're sport. Look, you look down on for sure. And uh, yeah, it definitely makes an impact. But I hope everybody listening takes the opportunity to just kind of you know step out of their comfort zone, step into something that is really going to allow them to be a part of something. So so awesome and like just bigger than themselves because that is one that's what this is all about get out meet some amazing people share some amazing experiences and um feel what it's like to have a bunch of people cheering you on while you're competing with them and while they're going for the same thing like it's just it's just so unique and so amazing so i appreciate you know steve dennison mike tronsky bruce to call all those guys that run the uspa for you know giving us such an amazing platform to lift on you know literally and metaphorically um and just to kind of like have the ability to lead the way for youth i mean i'm 31 danny's 19 being able to, being able to bridge that gap you know men women old young whatever it doesn't matter when you're on the platform i mean you know i've met i've met trans lifters i've met straight uh lifters gay lifters like black white brown whatever it may be men women rich poor and when you're on the platform and you're underneath that iron it doesn't fucking matter at all and just moving on from there like it, it's just so inclusive in that sense and i think uh, i think the world needs more of that so hopefully you guys take that chance and uh that's it so i appreciate you guys jumping on the iron money podcast with us we didn't get into much money today but uh you know danny's 19 he'll be making plenty of it soon mm-hmm. and uh we appreciate you guys jumping on talk to y'all soon